no luck podcast where you don't need luck to get where you're going. Hey, that was Whoa. the first time I said that. That's pretty. That felt good, good. actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep that in. Wait, say it again. No luck podcast where you don't need luck to get where you're going. I am your host, Chase. This is episode one. Um, don't know really, don't really know what we're doing, but I like to talk and my friends like to talk and my friends do cool things. So I basically just wanted to create a space where we could talk about things that are cool, right? Mm -hmm. Have cool people on. I have a cool person on today. My homie, Luke. I guess (laughs) I'm here. He's here. Um, your car almost, or your car is on the fritz. Oh, yeah, she's gone. (laughs) So we were almost late or delayed, but we're here. Yeah, it was, uh, that was fun. Yeah. So the main goal of this um, is I just wanted to create a space to talk about things that I love, whether it's tattoos, music, film, movies. Mm. So basically, I just wanted to start a podcast to talk about things that I really love um, and inspire and hopefully, but inspire not in like a cheesy way. Like, I'm not here to like make you feel good about yourself. I want you to dig inside of you. And if there's things that we talk about and you're like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, we're just digging <laughs> like holes. Yeah, I'm, I'm like zero. Movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should go after it. Like if there's something in you like and you're watching this or listening and you're like, this is cool. I want to do this. Then do it. There's um, there's nothing in your way that can stop you except yourself. Except yourself. All right. Let's get into this. Luke, what's up? How you doing? I'm all right. Good. So some people listening or watching this might know who might know who you are. They might not. Totally. Uh, so who are you? Well, I am uh, Luke Holland. <laughs> it's a great start. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> my name. Uh, I'm from originally Reno, Nevada, and that's where I grew up and lived 24 years of my life before I moved here. How did you get here? Mm. So I moved here to get married. Okay. <laughs> right. But also there was a a sweet deal in it for me. Yeah. On agreeing to moving here, I said I needed to get a job mm-hmm. with Kurt. So that was like another part of you moving here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't lie. If Kurt was like, come here. I would go wherever. Yeah. If that was the, like if I was getting a job out of it. Mm-hmm. So had you, had you been, were you tattooing at this point? Yeah, I was tattooing for about a year and a half. Okay. At this point. How, how old were you when you started your apprenticeship? I was 23. Okay. Was on my 23rd birthday. Is when you started tattooing? Mm-hmm. How long have you been tattooing now? Um, I don't know. 12 12 years 12 i'll be 35 in a week and a half dang yeah i don't know many people who've been doing a craft that long oh i mean i mean other than like older tattoo older older tattooers like i think it's a milestone for me to stay at a job for more than a year (laughs) (laughs) so doing like what you've been doing for that amount of time is crazy yeah it's pretty wild It, it doesn't feel yeah that long when so and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but when people start tattooing, the way you're supposed to do it is <laughs> you're supposed to get an, an apprenticeship, right? Right. Can you kind of explain to me what that is for people who don't know? Um, so basically a 
a good apprenticeship is, uh, you know, you find one, a shop you like, artist you like, and work you like, and, uh, you know, start getting tattooed by them, start to get to know them. Um, There's a freaking Harley rally outside. Ooh. I'm going to keep that in. That was cool. That was pretty sick. <laughs> that was pretty sick. Um, so, yeah, basically a good apprentice looks like finding good artists who are willing to take you on as an apprentice, mm -hmm. um, which basically looks like uh, working for the shop for free for year to two years. Yeah. And through that process, you learn uh, how to properly mop a tattoo shop mm -hmm. and sweep and clean and set up some breakdowns and cross-contamination, bloodborne pathogens, all right. All these things that uh, should come before even looking at how the artists you're setting up for set up their machines. Yeah. It's like the uh, very entry-level uh, entry stuff for the job that most people just think is, I can draw, I can tattoo. Yeah. And it is... Uh, well, it's almost like a hospital. Mm -hmm. Like, people don't realize that, like... It should be. Yeah. Like, people don't realize that a tattoo shop should be as clean, if not cleaner, as a hospital. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And it's... I mean, that's another tricky part is having it clean, but not look clean. Yeah. no one wants to walk into a hospital room. Right. <laughs> they want to walk into a place that feels like you know, somewhere they want to party for yeah. Halloween. Right. And, you know. Yeah. So making sure, you know, everyone knows, everyone knows the guidelines for cleaning the right amount of solutions mm -hmm. for cleaning and what to clean, where to clean, when to clean. Yeah. Is all uh, crucial for yeah know, a clean place. And that comes, in my mind, before... Anything, anything else. else. Yeah. What do you, so do you, do you think it's more of like a kid or whoever hangs around the shop long enough that like, I might as well teach him something while he's here. Right. I mean, that's how it pretty much used to go. Yeah. Like I was a kid and I, like I was just skating every day and I grew up listening to punk music. Mm -hmm. They all had tattoos. So I wanted them, but I wasn't old enough to get them. Yeah. So what, what would, okay, this is great. What was like the what was the first tattoo that you wanted before you knew like what was cool, before you knew what was like cringe, or like what did you want? I feel like you've told me before. So I uh grew up basically loving like X-Men, yeah, comics, all that stuff, and I was homeschooled. Which but, is the best. Right. So I had a lot of time to like draw these dudes yeah or at least attempt to and i have a ton of older brothers who all drew a lot and uh so yummy yeah, baby <laughs> uh, and then my older brothers got into punk rock mm -hmm. obviously way before i did so it's just what i came up on was like x-men and tattoos yeah so i would just draw like wolverine with like hella arm hair and this 
just a big flame on each arm, like all the way around. Is that that's what you wanted, right? And that's the earliest memory I have of wanting a tattoo. I was like maybe eight. Yeah. Eight or nine. And you wanted flames. And I wanted flames coming up my forearms. <laughs> so metal. <laughs> That's like stuff that you think is so sick when you're a kid. Oh yeah. And then you turn like 25 and you're like, like I worked at Home Depot for like, for like three years. And there was a guy that uh, worked at a department close to mine. His name was Steve. And he had like blue, I'm not kidding. He had blue flames from the top of his wrist to like his elbow. Oh yeah. And I was like. Like the hot rod flames. Yeah. Really long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they weren't red. They were blue. blue. They were blue. Yeah. And he was like in his 50s. I think he like did like coke and stuff. So he had a hard life. Yeah. (laughs) And like I remember going up to him. And obviously like I have a few tattoos. And I was like, hey, man, like what what does that mean? I asked the question that like I hate being asked and that Mm -hmm. you probably hate being asked. But I was like, what does that mean? And he was like. I don't know. I got it when I was 16. Dang. And I was like, at least he's owning it. Totally. And he's not like, yeah, I had like a crazy fastball when I was 17. Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I wanted it and I got it. And now I'm stuck with it. <laughs> I punch real fast. Have you seen? I punch really hard. Street Fighter 2. He's <laughs> <laughs> so sick. For sure. My, my first tattoo that I wanted. Okay. Travis Barker, right? Mm-hmm. Travis Barker. Uh, second drummer of Blink-182. Yep. Scott Rayner is the man, in short. Um, For sure. But Travis Barker was, from the time I... So I started playing drums when I was, like, 12. Okay. And from then on, he I was... I know it was that early. Yeah, I started playing drums when I was 12. Dang. I was in youth group, and I was just, like, wearing, like... I was wearing, like, baggy cargo shorts and, like, green and purple SB Dunks and, like, <laughs> famous T-shirts. I was so sick, dude. That's so tight. I was so sick in youth group. Bring it back. And honestly. I used to, like, wear that stuff when everyone was wearing, like, Hollister mm-hmm. and, like, Abercrombie. Oh, yeah, before they knew. Before they knew. And, mm-hmm. like, I used to have my binders at school. I would go into, like, Drum Magazine and cut out pictures of Travis. I'm Dude, I'm literally not kidding. I literally did the same thing. And I would put them in my binder, and it was, like, um, Tom DeLonge was on there, mm-hmm. Mark... Travis, uh, the drummer from Rancid. I don't even remember his name, but he looks so sick. And I had, yeah, I had all those guys in my binder. They were another one of my favorite bands. Yeah. They were so sick. And I remember telling my parents, I was like, I'm going to get tattooed. And they're like, whatever. Uh, Like, uh, uh. and I remember I went, um, with my dad to a tat shop when I turned like the age to get tattooed. And I wanted a big, like famous, like the famous stars and straps logo, the F. I wanted the F on my bicep, and I was like, man, I'm going to look so hard. So freaking hard, dude. And I got in there, and I heard, I heard the gun, and I jumped out of the seat, and I was like, I'm done. You're like, and my parents like thought it was the funniest thing ever, (laughs) and they're like, you're never going to get tattooed. And then, so fast forward, and history is history, but Mm -hmm. that was almost my first tattoo. I mean... And now people that I see with that... How old were you again at that time? I was like 16. 16. Yeah. It was legal. I had a huge, I had a huge decal on the back of my car that said family, family mm-hmm. with the F. Oh yeah. In a town full of dudes that had like salt life stickers. Oh yeah. That's kind of sick though. It's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. 10 years ago, having the famous F would have been weird. Yeah. But now if you still had it. Yeah. It'd be cool now. It'd be kind of tight. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> sick. Yeah, dude. So we both have like really funny first tattoo stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Also, when I moved to Reading, 
to meet Kurt for the first time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, my ex-wife lived here. She was from Anderson. Yeah. And she had grown up with someone who worked with Kurt. So she was like, my buddy works with him. Maybe he can put in a good word. I'm like, cool. Not moving there unless I get a job there. Yeah. There is no other shop in Reading I'm going to work at. And I didn't really want to move to Reading in the first place. Right. So in my mind, it was not going to happen. Yeah. And I get to the shop and Kurt's entire forearm is blue flames. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it's like written in the stars. I was like, oh, geez. And he looked at my like terribly put together portfolio and he's like, cool. Um, well, we'll probably just throw this away and start over. When can you move here? <laughs> How did, I was like, how did that make you feel? Uh, insane. Cause like you, up until that point, you had been doing what you thought was probably like your best maybe. Or No, 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 no. Okay. I, I mean, where I started was very low and I knew I was very bad. Okay. And Kurt was very good. Yeah. So I was, I was just like anything I can learn from him is going to make me 10 times better than I am yeah. like at that time. Yeah. So did you know that Kurt was the man before you moved there? Like for tattooing? Oh yeah. Was yeah. he well known in Reno? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Kurt was, he was already tattooing for quite a while before that. And I already knew of him because of his band. Yep. Said it so, straight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I followed him on MySpace. Okay. <laughs> Dang. And followed his tattoos on MySpace. So it was, you know, it, in my mind, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. That's why I made it a contingency on moving here. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, I don't want to move to Reading. If I get a job there, then, I will move to Reading. Yep. And it happened. And I was like, all right. So. Yeah. You know. It's the real deal. Whatever happened with that marriage. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really matter because. Yeah. Everything in my life changed because he became my mentor. That's amazing. Yeah. So you, so actually Kurt is the one who like, would you say taught you? Oh yeah. So like you knew the basics, you, like you had enough, but then. I mean, it, it's like the difference in like, yeah, I have my driver's permit mm -hmm. to like, you know, NASCAR. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you're ripping a Prius and then you get like. The Shelby Cobra from like Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, or like you eat a McDonald's Big Mac, which is pretty good. Yeah, or you go get a burger made by Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's still it's, a burger, but it's like the first time I could literally do these metaphors oh, all, all day. day. But like, it's literally like the cafeteria double cheeseburger, and it's the first time you have like In and Out. Yeah. It's like they're or, the same, or, but they're or, very different. You know, eating Whataburger and thinking it's the best thing in the world. Okay, as a I do local think... Texan, and then moving <laughs> to the West Coast and having In and Out for the first time, and yeah. then you get a boner. That that is true. I think that Whataburger's breakfast though does make up because you can get like a honey butter chicken biscuit at like two a.m. for sure, and you can't do that at In and Out. Yeah, because they know you shouldn't do that at two a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, so jumping back into this. <laughs> Um, what are some, what were you, like, what were you tattooing early on? Um, I mean, early on, I, 
because of basically the blank posters. Like yeah. I same as you, I would we had a local library. I grew up in like a really bad part of Reno. Mm-hmm. So there's a street called Montello, which is, you know, Montello and Neil Road when I was a kid were the worst streets in Reno mm-hmm. for violence and gang activity. And we were right off of Montello. So the city put in a library okay. to try and like do some good in the neighborhood. Yeah. So they put in a pool in the library and we were literally at the pool in the library every day. Yeah. They had a yeah. pool at your library? In the summer. Yeah. It was, Dang, it was like sick. down. It was, it's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. It was, uh, there was an elementary and middle school and the pool and library. The house that Bobby and I went to, is that the house you grew up in? In Reno? Yeah. That, we, that I drove you guys by? Well, no, the one we stayed at. Oh, no, no. Okay. No, that's the one we moved to out when I was like 15. Okay, gotcha. Okay, cool. So I was we, just curious. We were in uh, that neighborhood till I was 15, but yeah, I would go to the library. Yeah, and you, yeah. None of the other kids in our neighborhood were getting, you know, music magazines mm-hmm. or skate magazines. So I would get them, get my exacto knife and cut out all pretty much all the pages. You would cut any. the pages out? Oh yeah. I don't th- Did you ever get in trouble? No. Dude, <laughs> we okay, here's the thing. We were the only white family oh, gotcha. on our street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. Like all of my friends were Latino. Yeah. You know, it was just all over the place, mm-hmm. which I am super grateful for. But um I was for sure the only one showing my friends Blink-182 yeah. and skateboarding. Right. But that's only because my older brothers had friends that were doing it. So yeah. it was just kind of a weird trickle down. And uh, yeah, so I would just... You would just make Flash out of Blink stuff. Basically. That's yeah. so sick. All the music magazines. that And Blink was blowing up at that time. It's like Enema of the State had come out. Yeah. And they were coming out with Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Mm-hmm. So and even before that, like Dude Ranch. I remember when Dude Ranch came out and like my older brother's best friend got it and we went camping and we had a CD player and he brought it and we just literally listened to it the whole weekend. That's so sick. Up in Tahoe. <laughs> That's like not too far off from what we do anyway. Yeah. Like going camping but going to the lake and listening to, to like lake, pop punk and listening that's it. to pop punk yeah it's so weird like it's weird how it fits we don't change yeah <laughs> i love that we get better but you know yeah we don't change would you much. would you say that like your taste kind of changed as you like grew into tattooing like like the stuff that you started out drawing would you say that like oh you, yeah you, yeah so yeah to bring it around like blink they just had like traditional and kind of new school neo-traditional tattoos. Mm-hmm. So that's just what I grew up loving. So when I started, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And um, it, despite the shop I started in, me and a few of my friends who had, so they had started apprenticing before me. Mm-hmm. And when I came in, you know, that's what they wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do. So yeah. that's just kind of what we started on. Just only doing like. Trying to do like a form of traditional before yeah. before really learning what it was. 
mm-hmm. because I had no idea what I was doing and none of us did at yeah. the time. We were just like, you know, this dude's good. This dude's good. Yeah. Let's try and make what we draw look like that. Who were some of those people that you were like, their stuff's good? And to be honest, I might not even know these names. Probably not. But I mean, that early on, I didn't even know, you know, you know, Sailor Jerry. Yeah. You know, Ed Hardy. Mm -hmm. But back then, I didn't know anything about them. Yeah. So all I knew was like Ed Hardy was a clothing company that was bedazzled designs that looked like garbage. Yeah. And I think actually that's what everyone thinks until people actually get into the history of Mm -hmm. like what Ed Hardy did for tattooing. Oh, yeah. Like I remember I was like around the same age when I was into famous and stuff. I was 16. And Mm -hmm. I remember I got $100 for Christmas and I thought I was rich. Mm -hmm. And I went to Minnesota and I went to the Mall of America and there was an Ed Hardy outlet. And oh, I remember, yeah. I remember going in and I was like, this stuff looks stupid. It's like skulls and it's weird. And then I saw these like converse that had, um, it was like, a, it was a Burt Grimm tiger. It was actually the one you did on my chest, but it was a Burt Grimm mm-hmm. tiger that was on these converse. And I was like, that's so sick. I want those. Mm-hmm. And I went to ring them up and they were 95 bucks. Yeah. Which is like, that's a lot when you're 16 oh, yeah. to pay for shoes. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, uh, it used to be. It used to be, yeah. And Back I remember Converse were thirty bucks. Yeah. And I like wore the crap out of those shoes. And mm-hmm. I remember being like, I don't know why I like these, but I do. And then I remember going on YouTube and watching this whole deep dive about how like it was like a documentary by Vice. And it was like, yeah. um, people think that, you know, he just bedazzled clothes, but he actually created like a whole avenue for tattooing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so sick. His art is so expensive because it's like like it's his, like he made it and there's, there's not another person that did that. No. So that's why people will pay five, ten, ten thousand $10,000 for a painting of a dragon. Mm-hmm. Cause it's his. Yeah. I think that's super sick. Yeah, it's like, he is the creator yeah. of that look. Yeah. yeah it's and, like, and like doing weird stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like there was one thing he did. I think it's called like the thousand page dragon or something like that. Or it's, it's a dragon, but it's scrolls. Mm. So you can like wrap it around this room like 20, 30 times and it's still one dragon. Mm-hmm. But I, I, like when I first watched it, I was like, who would do that? But then now I'm kind of like, he did that because he can. Yeah. Like it's a dragon that just never ends. Yeah. It's really, I think it's super sick. Yeah. But. I mean, he's, he's a wild dude. I, have gotten to meet him a few times now. That's really sick. And it's just like going from, like I said, bedazzled clothes. Yeah. To like meeting this dude. It, it was like, I don't even know how to put it into words. Yeah. Like shaking that dude's hand. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. It's almost like, like in a weird way, it's almost like he created the path for people to like, do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to say that he started tattooing, but no. I, I think that he carved out a very niche lane for people to like follow. And I mm-hmm. think that anyone who's like really talented at tattooing, they are, there's always a little homage to Ed Hardy. Cause it's like, you know that you wouldn't be doing some of the things that you're like doing if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. So totally. I think that's really cool. But yeah. so you said that sailor Jerry and Ed Hardy were two. So yeah, I knew, knew of them didn't, you know, know them or their history really at all. Um, and we mostly like back then 
popular things you would see is like, you know, it was really cool to get upside down crosses. Yeah. And, which I didn't do. Yeah. So I wasn't getting that business because <laughs> I was a Christian kid doing tattoos. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, some of the guys that we were following at the time, and this was, you know, before, this was before Facebook. This was before, well, maybe not before Facebook, but no one had Facebook when MySpace, MySpace was going on. Yeah. It was like way more of like a, well, there's also this other app. Yeah. And you're like, no one's on that. Everyone's on MySpace. You can't put Dashboard Confessionals video on your <laughs> Facebook page. So why would right. I do that? Right. <laughs> was there like, um, was there a scene, like, you know how Instagram now is like, I would say like 75% of Instagram is tattoos. Oh, yeah. Was there that much of a scene on MySpace for tattoos? Definitely not. Okay. Not even close. It was still very like. What about Facebook? No. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember seeing any of that. Not at all. It like tattooing wasn't ruined until Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like that with photographers and filmmakers. Too. Totally. You, it, people have access to too much stuff. Yeah. So nothing special anymore. Right. It's just like. That's that's a bar right there. They they see something and like oh hundred thousand followers, he must be good. Yeah, or she must be good. Yeah, they're also hot, so I'm gonna follow them too. Yeah, yeah. and what they're putting out is garbage because you don't know what you're actually looking at. Right. So that has ruined. Yeah. So many creative careers. I cut, I cut you off a second ago. You were saying you were listing out more people. Oh yeah. So. Uh, back then, a lot of people's work looked a lot like Derek Noble's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in uh, at Dark Age, okay. I believe, in Seattle. And uh, a lot of people were doing stuff that looked like Kurt Bear. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they just got, you know, they got recognized pretty early on in, like, tattoo magazines, mm-hmm. which used to be a thing. I wish it so was. Me too. That'd be um, so sick. Except for the bad ones. Yeah. They were so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but so you you would see a lot of almost neo-traditional stuff, you know, with like owls and skulls with the small circle eyes. Yep. And a lot of dark upside down skulls mm-hmm. or upside down crosses. So it was it was kind of a hodgepodge of traditional. But I, I really didn't start to fall in love with just American traditional tattoos until I really started learning how it is drawn and how it's done and how difficult it is and also how permanent it is. Yeah. Like how something you do now in this way will be this way for 10 plus years. Yeah. And, if it's done right, yeah. Right. And then, you know, the stuff that we were like, oh, it's kind of cool. You know, the small circle eyes in that skull and mm-hmm. owl are sick. But, like, you know, in five years, those lines are going to be yeah, mush. Yeah, that's that's a great that's, – that's something that I think about a lot is I, I see a lot of people – and, again, before I say this, I'm not a tattooer. Yeah. But – I do go to the shop a lot, a lot and ask a lot of questions and have been mm-hmm. around people who've been doing it for years. And it's like, is there a right way to do these, um, 
I don't know what to call it, but it's like, it's not single needle. Cause I actually think that single, single needle stuff, if it's done well, looks so sick. Oh yeah. It's like the dudes who buy tat gats off of Amazon <laughs> <Tat-gats>. <laughs> and sure. like, it's really small and it's really like, it. it's, I don't know what to call it. Maybe it's realism maybe, but it's like, there's people who do it and like, it's the same style that like Justin Bieber has. Like, totally. it's like really small, very delicate, very intricate. Fine line, black and gray. Is there a way to do that right? There is a way to do that right. Okay. But um, the thing about what's happened is, you know, Instagram. Yeah. You know, people are doing it that way. Trying to mimic a style that was created if fine line black and gray, especially down in Southern California, yeah, is huge. And it's done. And that stuff is sick. It's done very well and it's done right because they know the properties of um I forget what what it's called when something is tone I think it's tone. Yeah. It's like black and gray are tones of black. Uh-huh. Um but those dudes know what will be black and gray mm-hmm. in 10 years. Yeah. And dudes nowadays that are doing it every day, you know. Yeah. Super fine line, super fine shading, taking a picture, posting it, getting, you know, 100,000 likes on it. Yeah. Don't know that in a year those lines are going to fall out, that gray is going to be gone. Yeah. Because there's not enough contrast, there's not enough black. And yeah. They don't know how to line with a single needle yeah and it's just the people that do know how to do it right it's just like traditional yeah like they know how to do it right and know how to make it look good in 10 years because it's going to have their name on it and they care about that i've always wanted to get like i've always wanted to get some cool single needle stuff i just i'm afraid to go to someone because i'm like i don't know if they know what they're doing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like there's a bunch of dudes on Instagram. Like uh, you probably don't, you might know Austin Maples. He's one. He, I mean, he, he kind of like blends like the, like SoCal Chicano style tattooing with traditional, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And then there's like a totally. guy, there's a guy who I met through your buddy Zane actually um, mm-hmm. on Instagram. I think his name is Andrew Lopez. Yeah. Um, Andrew rules. His stuff rips. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I might I mean, post both of those guys are great. Yeah, I might post a photo actually, like right. Mm, I, I try not to hate things very often. Okay, let me but, let me let me, um, let me rephrase. What's a trend that annoys you? That is a trend that annoys me. Yeah, because very few people that want those tattoos know what they're asking for, and what they're wanting are pictures on Instagram, on Pinterest. Yeah. Of fresh tattoos that are not healed. Yeah. Not done well, not done right. Mm-hmm. And that's what they want. So I have to spend however much time, basically their patience will allow for me to tell them that it's not a good idea. Yeah. And unless you go to a dude you know, that I suggest that can do that somewhat like that picture, Mm -hmm. but that will last or, you know, it, that is a hard one telling someone like, Hey, that's not going to work. 
I know you have a picture of it on your phone and you want it. Yeah. But just like in my mind, it's so hard for me to just be mean or blunt about it. Yeah. So I'm always afraid to be like, hey. This sucks. This, <laughs> you, know, you suck. It, it can be great. <laughs> yeah. But few people here know how to do it. Right. And you're going to go somewhere and get it done and it's not going to look good and you're going to come back and want me to touch it up. Yeah. And I'm not good at it. Yeah. That's why I don't like, do it. Yeah. Like, you know what your strength is. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, but sorry, go ahead. I will say some of my least favorite trends have already started passing. Okay. But it's also hard to bring up these without feeling like I'm going to offend people. Yeah. That's literally what I was thinking. I was like, because these were real trends. Yeah. And I have done hundreds of these tattoos. Well, let me hear. <laughs> Infinity symbols. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. Pine trees. Yeah. Feathers. Yeah. Infinity symbols with feathers. <laughs> Infinity symbols Bird with pine trees with feathers. With forever in it. Yeah. Which, if you have it, that's fine. It's yeah. what you wanted. If you still love it, good. yeah. There's no shame, honestly. If you, if you have it and don't love it, cover it up. I I can try and cover it up with. Something get a big panther head. Big panther head. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I I remember um this just made me think of this real quick. I wanted to t- I actually wanted to hear yours too. Um your first tattoo. Oh my god. Not first? not the one you wanted, because we talked about that, but like yeah. what was your first tattoo and like what was your experience like? Cause I feel like tattoo shops, if you're not there all the time, can be super intimidating. Totally. Yeah, I mean that's uh, a hard thing for me to know as truth is most tattooers are assholes. Yeah. Um, it's starting to shift, you know, in the yeah. last five to eight years. Mm-hmm. But there's still the old heads out there that are not good dudes. Yeah. And intimidating people and rude people. I feel like that also is in a lot of industries of people who are in like niche environments. Like, mm-hmm. Like what photographers, like dudes who worked in film, mm-hmm. like I'm, I feel like you and I are both like super lucky that we work in industries where we've seen people who are really sick mm-hmm. and we've also seen people who are just like the worst. Yeah. Um, like I remember, so Austin Switzenberg, who's mm-hmm. like a mutual friend. I actually met Austin. I'm going to actually have him on his, on this podcast, I think, but oh, that'd be rad. I met him through Instagram mm-hmm. and he used to live in Reading. He actually used to live at Bob's. And when Mm -hmm. I moved into Bob's, I was like, dude, I got to talk to this guy. And I mean, he's done so much work and I'm not going to flex right now. (laughs) I'll let him flex when he's on here. But I met him. I met him because we were on a project together and I was like so intimidated by him. But when I met him, he was so nice. Oh, yeah. And it's like he's a total sweetheart. He's so talented and he's so nice. And we talked for like an hour and a half about just like movies. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I wish that more people who were really good at their job could like level with me like that. Yeah. And like I said, and I'm sure you have too, like you meet people who are like legends and then you're like, Oh man, I wish I wouldn't have met them. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like they're not, they're not super fun to be around. No. I wish that would change overall, but for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's like just one of those things. Everyone's like, who would you get tattooed by? And I'm like my friends. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's, a, that's a real thing. I have people, cause like you've done, 
I'm not going to count. You've done a lot of tattoos on me. And mm -hmm. the thing is, is people like, well, when you run out of space, like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to have sick tattoos from my friends. Mm -hmm. We had a good time while I was getting them before or after, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I have a huge fear that I'm going to get like my hands or my neck or my back from someone who is really well known, but they're just not a good person. Yeah. So then when I see that tattoo, I'm not going to see that. Oh, I have a piece from this person. I, I'm going to see that. Oh, I have a tattoo from an a-hole on my body Yeah. and I'm going to have that forever. So yeah. I would rather have like my friends do it. Cause I'm like, I mean, YOLO, you know what I mean? We're only here for right. 80, 90 years. So it's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to look sick while I'm here. Well, and that that's also something. It's an avenue that is contributing to Instagram and yeah. social media ruining the industry. Yeah. Because people are blowing up on these, on Instagram and TikTok. So people want to get tattooed by them. Yeah. But they're assholes. Yeah. So then they're like, well... I don't want to go to a shop. I want to go to my homie who does it in his yeah. garage. And, and the thing I feel like with Redding too specifically, like Redding's like Redding so small that, you know, there's a, there's a million tattooers on the, on the East and West coast. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's a dream for me to go to Smith and get tattooed. Totally. And from what I can see, they seem like nice guys, but I don't know. Right. And I'm like, I'll save money and not, you know, spend a thousand dollars on a ticket. And I'm like, would go to see anyone at iron mountain. Like everyone there is, is they're all the best dudes. Mm -hmm. And I think like, yeah, I think that's a huge thing that like I meet recently made up in my mind where I was like, I will get tattooed by my friends probably forever. Yeah. Like even if I move from Reading, like I will come back to get tattooed by you or Kurt or whoever. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Like I don't love getting tattooed anymore. Probably hurts more now. It, oh, it hurts much more. Yeah. The older you get and the more you get, your the body, worse. Your body yeah. just yeah. is so sick of it. What, what was your... I'm going to circle back because oh, we yeah. just got off a tangent. First tattoo. What was your first tattoo and do you remember who it was by? Oh, yeah. So um, when I was first uh, getting into it, I was skating at the time. And that was pretty much my life was just skateboarding. I would uh, do my school as fast as I could yeah. to get outside and skate. Mm -hmm. So through that, I met um, this guy, uh, Brendan Collins. Okay. I might be spacing his name. That's okay. But I'm pretty sure that's it. <laughs> he's, in, he's in Reno? He's in Reno, yeah. Okay. Um, and it, he might not be anymore, but... I was literally like 16 when I met him and he ran a clothing company. So he sponsored me for skating and then he opened a tattoo shop in Reno with one of his homies. And then he started apprenticing at the shop. So mm -hmm. he didn't even tattoo when he opened the shop. Like one of his homies who tattooed moved to Reno and wanted to open it. And Brandon's just, you know, he's always, just a business guy. Yeah. Like the business homie everyone knew. And uh, so he opened the shop and started apprenticing. So on my 18th birthday, I left my birthday party to go get a tattoo. <laughs> you just dipped out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did your parents know? Mm -mm. You did it without them knowing? Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, you're 18. Exactly. Yeah. It, my parents were like, they were, I mean, I had the best parents ever. Yeah. They were like, you have to be 15 to get piercings. 
it, like in Nevada, parental consent is parental consent. Yeah. So, you know, I could get a tattoo at 10. Yeah. If my parents sign off on it legally. No way. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, no one does it. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, 18th birthday, go and get tattooed. And I had these. So my my favorite artist at the time was a guy named Dave Quiggle. Okay. And Dave Quiggle used to do all the artwork for uh, Face Down Records bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Christian record label, Christian hardcore. Yeah. So he did like, you know so many bands mm -hmm. and he had his own line of uh art called black rose district and he put out uh these illustrations of the 10 commandments so i bought prints of them that's sick and i was like you know after the flames phase yeah i was like <laughs> i want a sleeve with the 10 commandments on it and i was like if there's one thing i want to remember forever it should be these things that i believe we should live by right so if that's you, need, you need a reason. You need a reminder not to kill someone, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, steal. Or look at another man's wife and be like, "I want that. I want that." <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so that that was kind of my process of being like, if I get a tattoo, it should mean something. Yeah. And then, uh, so I left my birthday party, went to Brandon, and I was like. Here are these cards. I want these on my arm. Okay. And we did the first commandment on my upper bicep. I've never seen that. You've seen it. What's What's the first commandment? Is it love your neighbor as yourself? No. Well, I'm wearing a long sleeve. That's That's fine. We'll We'll get a picture of it or something. Yeah, we could. We'll put it. We'll put it right here. Dave Quiggle, right here. First <laughs> commandment. Um, Do you know the first thou commandment? Thou shall not serve any, any other, other gods, gods before me. Fire. It's basically the golden calf on an altar broken in half. I have smoke. seen that. Told you. Oh, so it's not actually script. It's like a, it's like imagery. No, there, there were illustrations of oh, the Ten Commandments that's that sick. he made. Yeah. I actually would love to see those now. No, they're insane. That's like his, so his sick. His art is still like some of the best like illustrations yeah. of faith i've ever seen do you guys still talk or do you have a, like a relationship or any kind well so i didn't know dave quiggle at okay all. i just brought that art to brandon collins okay oh so they're two different people two different i got gotcha. you i'm tracking now yeah so i literally did the worst thing i brought in someone else's art and said i want this yeah that's a great point <laughs> did, did, did they find out well he knew okay but he was also an apprentice and still learning how to tattoo. He was like seven months in yeah. when he did them all. And I actually still only have eight of them. But <laughs> So the, that's what all those are on your arm? Yeah. No way. I've always wondered what those were because mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen stuff like that before. I have uh, six through seven, and then I have nine, and I'm missing eight and ten. Dude. No cap. That's very sick. Because <laughs> there's sometimes like we're at boys night, and I see you laying down. I'm like... What is that? Because not not because it's bad. It's just because I don't. I have never seen that style before. Mm -hmm. And like I think that it's like a trend that some tattooers have like interesting tattoos. Like I know people who've tattooed me before. I'm like I don't know what that is. I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> so I always totally. thought that that's what it was. But yeah. 
I want to push Happy Dad. I can't find him anywhere though. Dude, ha- Happy Dad, what's up? Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, Liquid Death. Yeah, what's up? That's a great point. I don't know how sponsors work, but I love Liquid Death, and I also love Happy Dad. So if you're watching this, let's talk, baby. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. We're a young audience. We got the young audience listeners. I think I have so many friends. Yeah, it's true. I, actually, this is a great segue. Okay. What? What is it about you that you think that people gravitate towards? Because, like, if you remember, that's a weird question to ask someone, but I'm going to <laughs> let you marinate on that one. Okay. I don't know if, I mean, I know you remember, I was messaging you on on Instagram, mm-hmm. like, ye- like, a year before I moved here. Yeah. And I, so I, I think it was 20, I moved here in 2017, I think it was 2016, because you had tattooed Hunter's, he, you did his sleeve, and he posted a photo and tagged you, and I was like, yeah. I had had like two tattoos by then and I was like still trying to figure out what I liked and I was like there's something about Luke's stuff that like it's solid it's big it's bold and like I want that all over me like so I remember I just DM'd you and I was like yo dude (laughs) I want to get tattooed by you and you're like sick dude let's do it (laughs) show up (laughs) yeah literally show up and I was like, I think I told you I was like in Alabama or something. And you're like, oh, shoot. Like, and then I, I think I remember saying something like I'm moving soon for school. And like, we should, t- we should like hang out. And then I think that mm-hmm. you, you moved actually yep. as soon as I moved here. Mm-hmm. So it was like 2016 was uh, the life of my, or the year of my life. Yeah. Got wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember like being so bummed because I think, I think you moved correct me if I'm wrong, you moved to Portland first, right? Mm-mm. You went back to Reno first? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. You went to Reno, and then I think I didn't get my first tattoo from you until I, it was like November of 2017. Okay. And was, I remember you, because you would use... in Reno? No, no, no. It was, was when I was You, back you came Reno. back, so you would come back for like little tattoo trips. And, yeah. and I remember every time I would see you, you would post like, I have open space, Reading. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Yo, dude, can I book you in for... And you were like, what do you want? And I was like, I want a ship. And I want a ship. I want a ship. And I was like, yeah, so that was that was this guy right here. And then the rest is obviously history. This picture right here. Oh, yeah. We'll have to put that picture right here. put it there. Yeah. It's an old picture now, but it is. I mean, it looks great. It looks great now. It looks better than my other tattoos I have for around the same time. But mm-hmm. um <laughs> Yeah, but what I was saying is like I, someone told me one time that like Luke is Redding's best friend. <laughs> Everyone in Redding's best friend. Like I can go to any Dutch press stand and be like, you know Luke Holland? And even if they've never met you, they'll say, Yeah, I know Luke. No, it's because I made my friends put my sticker in every stand of me. We should find a picture of that. Half naked in front of a waterfall. This Ryan Thompson go took that picture. Right here. It's right here. Let's see if we can find that somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, like you kind of break the mold for like, you know, like you were saying earlier that a lot of like, not a lot, but some tattooers who were like really talented are also not the nicest people to hang out with. Oh yeah. But did you like naturally set out to like be different or do you just think that like, that's just what you've, you've always been that way? I don't know. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) That's fine. I, I mean, I think for most of my life, I mean, I'm a seven. Yeah. You like to party. I like to party. Yeah. I like (laughs) having a million friends. Yeah. And it, 
before I knew anything about, you know, personality types, whether you believe in those or not. Yeah. Uh, they're real. They are very real. And uh, at a young age, you know, I just started realizing the way I was doing friendship wasn't doing a good job keeping friends happy. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, when I have, you know, my main friend group, but I want to go say hi to all my brother's friend groups. So I have five brothers. Yeah. So there were six of us, all boys, no sisters. Mm -hmm. And we were all pretty much extroverts. So, you know, you just want to hang out with your brother's friends. Right. I'm the second to youngest, so mm -hmm. most of them are older. Yeah. Um, I think at a young age I started realizing, like, oh, leaving my friends to hang out with other groups hurts my friends. Yeah. So I started to, like, try to not do that. Yeah. And I think just over, over the course of my life, I have been hurt in so many ways by people that I don't want to do that to other people. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's me trying to explain something I don't really think about. No, totally. I know you don't think about I'm just that. Like, I know we're here to love people. Yeah. And I know I'm here to love people. Like right. Whatever you believe in, whatever faith you believe in, whatever religion you believe in. That's the one thing that everyone agrees on. No one knows where it comes from. Yeah. Unless they read the Bible. Right. Because that's the first thing it came from. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, we love you if you have an infinity symbol. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so we love you. I. There. Yeah. I'm not a perfect person. Right. I say stupid shit. I am mean when I should be nice. I'm grumpy when I should be in a good mood. Mm -hmm. I let stupid things ruin my composure. Totally. Like the Reading Summer. Yeah, the Reading Summer sucks. Like literally, I'm should be in therapy because of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no cure for Reading Summer right. other than like severe self work. Yeah, or driving to San Francisco that also helps. Oh, not me. Well, yeah, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just mean because it's like seventy Yo, there's degrees. There's a rule in San Francisco that started in the 1800s. What is that it? Every time you fart in your car, you have to honk, and it's just followed. No way. Every, every uh, century. That's why I was getting honked at. That's why everyone honks in San Francisco because they're didn't just know that. farting. That's crazy. It's not, but it also became a thing of being angry. Yeah. Because usually they're with someone on a date. Right. And they fart and they have to honk. Yeah. But everyone in San Francisco knows that if you fart, you have to honk. So when they honk, they know that their date they knows just farted. that they just poofed. That's crazy. Huh? You taught me something. Hey, it's true. Look it up. That's wild. Okay. Let's do a lightning round real quick. Okay. What do you think about Dan Santoro? Oh, he's great. Um, I have, I've never met him personally, um, but I have a good buddy who is good buddies with him. Um, he loves fishing, so mm -hmm. automatically I think he's tight. Yeah. But his tattoos are unique. You know, in a world of complete 
copy paste, which like everyone is guilty of. Yeah. Because it's just there. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just what your mind does. It's like you can draw something completely off the dome. Yeah. And then be like, oh, where did I get that idea? Right. Instagram. Because mm-hmm. that's just what society is now. Yeah. Dan Santoro is for sure an old head who has kind of made his own thing of it all. Yeah. He's taken other people's styles over the years. And made it his own. And made it his own. Yeah. And what put you- what he loves into it. And you can just, I feel like you can just see that. You can see it, yeah. What do you think about, like, some of these other, like, East Coast tattooers, like Burt Crack? No, oh, I mean, it's it's kind of all the same thing. They've all kind of, like, taken what's been passed down and then, mm-hmm. like, put their own spin on it. Yeah, well, they're the product of good apprenticeships or just, I mean, some of them might not have even had a real apprenticeship. Uh, some of them... Like most of them have started in just like street shops who are owned by bike clubs like H.A., Vago, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and forced to just take whatever comes in the door. Yeah. And they fall in love with it and started to draw their own versions of just all this Cherry Creek flash. Yeah. That was big at the time at home. And then it finally became a little more normalized to draw your own yeah. and paint your own flash yeah. and push that. Yeah. And like all those guys are kind of a product of the shift mm-hmm. in tattooing. Yeah. I, I think I could be completely No, wrong I think cause... you're, I think you're spot on, honestly. <laughs> um, do you have a client, do you have a nightmare story that you could share with us? Um, yeah, I got, no, no names, no faces. Couple, no names or faces. <laughs> I mean, so luckily for me, since I only tattooed for like a year and a half in Reno, yeah, my story of like a walk-in street shop is short because when I moved here, Redding's tattoo scene was completely different than it is now. Yeah. There were maybe three shops here yeah. when I moved here and Kurt's was the best. It was it was adventure tattoo or what was it called before it was Iron Mountain? No, it was championship. Championship. Tattoo. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it about half a year after me living here, we changed it and he remodeled. Yeah, to Iron Mountain. That's sick. But um, I lost the question. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to hear a nightmare client oh, nightmare yeah. story. So early on, you know, maybe 2012. It was the year I moved here. I was still very early on, and Kurt hired me as basically like he was my mentor 100%, but he's like, you're not an apprentice, but I'm going to keep an eye on you, keep an eye on your drawings, and push you to make better drawings and better tattoos. Yeah. And I was like, deal. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh early on i didn't have the ability to be like i don't want to do that right you l- like, you literally had to take everything that yeah, walked in the someone door someone walks in it's like that's dinner yeah <laughs> yeah well so, cuz actually this is a great point i don't think that most people know this but like when when you pay like a tattooer like that all doesn't go to them right no no and that's why tipping your artist is super important <laughs> yeah i mean it it is what it is. I never expect it, but it is nice to get. Well, because 
like if you do like a whole, you know, like a big piece and it's like, oh, 400, it's like, well, that's not all yours. Like you have no. to pay, you have to pay like Kurt, you have to pay the shot, you have to pay rent essentially. Mm-hmm. It's also like, that's four hours. Yeah. Or not four hours. It's uh, whatever it is now to be that much. But it's also like I could have been taking walk-ins that whole time too. Right. And pumping, like, pumping out tattoos left and right. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. Which could have been more. Yeah. But, you know, a percentage goes to the shop, percentage goes to my supplies. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, only. I'll cut you off again. Sorry. A percentage of that goes in my pocket. Yeah. And then, you know, towards whatever bills are next. Mm-hmm. Like when your car stops working. Yeah. Like it did tonight. Yeah. So go get tattooed by Luke <laughs> or else. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I interrupted you again. You were telling me your nightmare story. Oh yeah. So this kid nightmare, walks in. Nightmare, nightmare, Oh, there, there were, were a few nightmare stories. Obviously everyone in Reading knows that, you know, it's pretty redneck. Yeah. 10 years ago, it was way more than it is now. Yeah. Uh, first nightmare story. Bless you. Thanks. That's how you blow it away. <laughs> um, kid walks in. He's 18. He's like, yo, I just turned 18. You guys do uh, white power tattoos? What? Oh, yeah. A white power tattoo? Yeah. Oh, I think he said white pride. Same thing, but... But like no no laugh. Just, just no completely so- serious. Bro. <laughs> and at the time, it was me and this other dude. So Jared... Wiper used to work yeah, yeah, at yeah. Championship, and he's actually who put in a word with Kurt for me. Okay, that's sick. To get a job there. So we were sitting at the counter drawing. Kid walks in. Yo, I just turned 18. And we're just like, no. He's like, you don't? We're like, no. No, we don't do that. And it, the, this was the first year I moved here, yeah. coming from the neighborhood I came from. Where all of my kids, all right. of my friendships were just, you know, our neighborhood was the most diverse thing ever. What did that make you like feel aside from tattooing? Like it, that was the first time where I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, where am I? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was. Uh, we're just like no. Like I didn't even have time to be angry about it before he was gone. Right. It was just like we don't do that yeah but it was also like oh i'm turning down a walk-in yeah that's like your your Holy money shit. yeah but it was just like it was so early on and i was still you know when i was 24 i was young like, yeah i was an idiot uh there are a lot of smarter people at that age now but for me it was that is not the case yeah so half of me was like oh kurt's gonna kill me oh he I, wasn't there he wasn't there okay but he came back and I was just like a loyal kid. Yeah. I was like, yo, uh, we just told this kid to leave. Were you scared? Oh yeah. Like you were scared he was going to get mad at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which is stupid. But it's your, his, I get it. Brittany. Yeah. His wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, sh- but you know, those kind of thoughts go out the window when you're like, sure. Shaking. And plus you were pretty new there at that time. Exactly. So it was like, yeah. Was, what did what did he say? He was like, "Good." Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, okay, cool." <laughs> I mean, at that point, I didn't even know Kurt. 
Yeah. I literally moved to a place at, to work for this dude that all I knew was his music and his tattoos. So Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So that, that is that was the first crazy thing, which in in the realm of crazy stories and street tattoo shops yeah. is completely nothing. Like you haven't tattooed a b-hole or anything. No. But like Kurt and Jeff Houston, who used to work at Iron Mountain, yeah, he, he's down uh, Fullerton now. Um, their stories are. I bet that dude. I gotta get Jeff in real. here, dude. You gotta get Jeff in here and Kurt. Yeah, their stories blow mine out of the water. And yeah, they're, they're like I'm literally gnarly. remembering stories that Kurt has told me just mm-hmm. hanging in the shop. Oh yeah, that's crazy, bro. Like you're gonna have to put a parental advisory on <laughs> those episodes. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, second crazy story. This kid came in, another 18-year-old kid, mm-hmm. one of his first tattoos, maybe his first. I can't remember that far back, but he wanted a strip of bacon on his finger. I mean, while that might be dumb, there's no harm in that, you know. It was a strip of bacon with a date. It was like, you know, 01, yeah. 23, you know. 2011 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah something like that so i'm like cool you know still a two-year tattooer just like walk in just I'll trying to it, get whatever. trying to get your bag yeah yeah and so halfway through it he's like hey do you want to you want to know what this is for i'm like <laughs> sure and i'm like oh hopefully kurt didn't hear him say that because yeah in my mind i'm like oh, i didn't even ask him what this meant yeah <laughs> and he's like Oh, this was the date I asked the girl I was going to marry out. And I gave her a pack of bacon. What? I was like, oh. What? All right. And I start to go, and I'm like, wait, the girl you were going to marry? And he was like, oh, yeah, she's with my best friend now. Oh, my God. (laughs) What do you say or what do you do in those moments? I turned off. You're like, cool, man. Hold still. We're almost done. Here we go. (laughs) Also, finger tattoos that I've only done a handful of so far. We need a heel pick of that. Dude, some kid, he's like almost 30 now, is walking around. With With a bacon finger. Bacon finger. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. Maple bacon, dude. Dude, thank you for uh, coming to hang. For sure. Um, What's your social media? How do people see your, how do they see your work? Uh, my Instagram is Holland Oats. We're going to throw that up right here. It's right here. It's Holland underscore Oats. O-A-T-E-Z. And the um, best way to, for people to get tattooed is to... Uh, just either come into the shop or DM me on Instagram. They have to come to Reading though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll post when I do guest spots, but that's going to be very seldom. So... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude. Thank you. Dude, this is so much thank fun. You. This is let's, great. Do, let's do a little cheers. All right. With our water cups. Bing. This is great water. Um, yeah, so that's it for episode one. Um, thanks for hanging out. And we're signing off. See you later.